All right. Well, you guys, I'm so excited. Uh, I, I've been praying about what to speak on tonight, and I've gone two different directions, and then at the last minute it changed. So <laughs> I think the first part was for me, <laughs> and the second part's for you guys. So, uh, you know, I, I, I've been working um, retail lately, and, uh, you know... You hear so many things from, I feel like my finger's on the pulse of America. You can, and the world actually, you can just hear their hearts, you hear their fears, you hear their cry to us. And, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm hearing Christians say is, oh, I've been trying to pray more. I've been trying to, uh, like, reach God. And then the world is, they're more subtle but they're so hungry, and they want to know God, but they don't know how to ask Christians. They don't know how to say, hey, how do you get saved? I had a situation I was just sharing with my daughter and her friend this past week. This happened a really long time ago, but when I first gave my life to Jesus, um, I had uh, gone into um, my husband, and I actually, it's a little bit longer of a story, but my husband and he was my boyfriend at the time, had, had been driving around, and we kind of got lost and, uh, in Tulsa. And, um, okay, not lost. <laughs> not lost. Uh, but but we had to, I had to go to the bathroom, and nobody would let me use their bathroom. And so finally we got to this place where they would let me in and use their bathroom. It was late, very late. And um, so when we got to this, uh, it was a Denny's on First Street, and um, so the doors wouldn't hinge, and there was graffiti all over the place. <laughs> and so I get in there, and a girl follows me behind me, and not to give you any graphics or anything, but I'm sitting there, my door is unlocked, she comes barreling through my door, I stick my foot out, and I'm like, busy, and she, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, and you can tell she's drunk, and I go, that's okay, that's okay, and she's like, she's like, you know how it is, and I said, yes, I used to, I think I was 19 or 18 years old at the time, and I said, yes, I do, I, I, I used to know how that was, now, this tells you how hungry the world is, she goes, oh, she's, we're in the bathroom, you know how women are, we're chatting back and forth. And she says, she says, oh, she goes, what? She goes you, you, you must have got pregnant and you straightened up. And I said, no. I said, no, that's not it. And I was attending Bible school at the time at Rama, And uh, she says, oh, she goes, well, you got married. And she guessed two or three things. I don't remember what her other guesses were. And, and I said, no. And then I'm thinking... As I'm getting ready to go, it's like the Lord says, stay. She wants to know me. And I'm like, wow, that was subtle. I didn't get that. <laughs> and so, so I stay and I'm washing my hands, washing my hands. And if you've ever been drunk trying to do anything, it takes a while. So I'm waiting for her. And like, it's normal for me to be under the faucet for five minutes, waiting, you know, wash my hands, waiting for her. She comes out like I should still be there. <laughs> and, and she says, so. And then she actually asked me, she goes, so, what, why did you stop drinking? And I, and I was drying my hands, and I just looked at her, and I said, uh, and I was by the door, and she was over here, and, and she says, uh, I, I said, uh, well, I said, I gave my life to Jesus. And she fell at my feet. 
she said, I've been praying to find somebody who knew Jesus that could tell me about him. And uh, that's how the world is. It's very subtle. We have to have ears to hear. We have to have ears to hear their cry. And I believe that we do. I believe we're getting better and we're hearing. And, but, but sometimes we're just waiting for them to... They're not going to ask us, you guys. They're not going to say, hey, how do I get to heaven? Or most of them won't. But I was able to share Jesus with her um, that moment. And, and, uh, and I just I look at that and I think back to that often. And the world is hung more hungry now. They're being inundated with lies and, and incredible, um, so, many, so many things that are hurtful. It's causing panic. And our world today has a great skill set of, of panic right now. And we need to have a great skill set of the word and, and hearing and and stepping in and, and, and pulling them into the, the, the church. I feel, like, I feel like the world right now with everything going on is crossing their arms and they're looking at the church and they're going, what now? What now? And we have got to take our stand. We've got to. I believe this is our Esther moment because if we do not take our place... And this is the message, and I feel so weird even giving it to this church because this is a Holy Ghost-filled church. So that's okay. Maybe it's to establish what is. But I feel like, I feel like um, that the body knows how to pray in the Holy Ghost, that the body knows a lot about the things of the Spirit but I feel like there's something we're missing. So I feel like perhaps we are not stepping in like we know to. We believe it one way, but we need to take it a step further. And so this is what's on my heart to say, is that, you know, and, and, and I'm kind of running out of time, so I gotta hurry, but Ephesians 6.10, um, let's go ahead and start there. Ephesians 6.10, and we won't read it all, but maybe I'll just go through it a little bit. And it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. So I think it's interesting because the first thing we're going to do is put on the whole armor, but eventually, once we get that armor on, we're going to pray. And that's what we're going to see. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And um, there's a fly up here. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. Okay, so this is a spiritual battle. We are not going to fight this spiritual battle with flesh and blood. So the media is not our enemy. The, the president is not our enemy. 
he's a puppet being used by the enemy, I believe, but that's not my message. Uh, but it's not against flesh and blood. So how are we going to fight this battle? Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all the stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. So we're going to gird up here. My girlfriend and I have some girlfriends and we're like, gird up, gird up, gird up, girl. (laughs) I can see you two doing that. (laughs) Gird up, girl. (laughs) It's time to gird up. Having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, what are we doing? We're dressing. We're getting dressed for something. We get down to verse 8, uh, 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always. Now that we're dressed, we're praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. In the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 14, it says desire spiritual gifts. Desire them. Desire them. We need to excel in this area. And and we need to be effective in this spiritual battle. I want us to turn to um, Ephesians 5, 14. Okay. It says, Awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspect, not as fools, but wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Okay, we're going to find out what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And this actually means be being filled. And this is the message. Here it is. Be being filled. I feel like so many times we come... We, we, we come forward, we get filled with the Holy Ghost, and we take a big marker and we go, check, I got that. And then we set it on a back burner, and we don't pray. Or we pray a little bit, and we question it the whole time. Is this the Holy Ghost? Is, is, am I um, praying right? Am I, am I doing it right? Am I, should I stand? Should I kneel? Should I, what should I do? These are questions that, that race through our mind. And to me, it reminds me of fiery darts. Because when you start to pray, boom, they come. And it's almost like you're arrested, even in your own home, in the privacy of being alone. And we can't do it. If we believe it, the, the proof that we believe it is doing it in the privacy of our, and not just in a church setting. And so, so 
Mm. Awake, O sleeper. And this, it means repeat the experience. Continually pray in the Holy Spirit. Uh, chapter 6 of Ephesians, verse 18, the Williams translation, I'm kind of backing up. It, re- it says the same thing. Keep on praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep on praying in the Holy Spirit. I, I looked up the word stagger um, because it says that Abraham did not stagger at the promises of God. This is one of those promises where we stagger. The word stagger means to, to hesitate, to doubt, to become divided in our thinking. And I, I think about this, and this is exactly, this is what, one of the things uh, somebody was telling me uh, when we pray for people, they, they told me, bind doubt Bind unbelief when you're praying in these situations because people come up and they all of a sudden, they, they're like, they get divided in their mind and thoughts start coming at them. I'm not worthy. I kicked the dog today. I got in an argument with my sister. I'm just not worthy. None of us are. That's why, that's why God made us worthy. When we accepted Jesus into our hearts, he made us righteous. He made us that way so we don't become righteous. He just made us that way. And now we're going to stand up in our righteousness and we're going to behave that way. We're going to act like what he made us is true. Regardless of if we're still doing the things that we think are not right. I've talked with a lot of people that have like, um, they've come into the church and they were on drugs. They like to smoke pot. They, you know, and then they felt bad about smoking cigarettes. They felt bad about drinking. They felt bad. And I'm like, clearly you feel bad about the things that, that are, you know, contaminating your temple. So, and they wanted to stop. They stopped coming to church. I'm like, no, 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 come to church. Sit on the front row. Smoke your joint outside the church before you come in. It sounds perverted, but do it and come in. The more you get filled with the word of God, you're, when, you ex, when you ask Jesus into your heart, it's not about you. It's about him. It's about his goodness in our life. It's all about him. He made us righteous. He made us this way. And now we're going to stand up in it. It's just like the woman um, uh, that was accused of adultery. And she's bowed down, humbled, and, and, and beaten by, uh, mentally by, by, and spiritually by what she does. She doesn't know any other way. And when, when all the accusers left, Jesus, Jesus is like, hey, okay, everybody can throw your rocks, and, and, but let the one, the one who gets to throw the first rock is the one that's without sin. You get to start this, this uh, rock fight. And one by one, they drop their rocks and they walk away. And Jesus is like, stand up. Stand up in this forgiveness that was just given you. Her sins were forgiven. And, and, and he said, go and sin no more. Now, do you think that Jesus thought she would never sin again? No. no. We're going to mess up. And that's why we have 1 John 1, 9. 
says when you mess up, ask God to forgive you of your sin and he'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Admit that you did something wrong. Admit that you messed up. It's like a child uh, caught with a chocolate cookie and cookie chocolate all over his face and, and the mom's like, oh, I told you to stay out of that, but he just won't, he won't accept what he's done is wrong. No, I didn't eat the cookie, mom, and he's got it all over him. She's like, just admit it so we can move on. And, and we got to, God just like, just say that, just admit that you've done something wrong here. First John 1, 9. I don't know, I wasn't planning on talking about that, but First um, John 1, 9, let's just read it real quick. First John, First John. I'm... It says, uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, what I love about this scripture is that one, one time my husband and I, we, we got into a, a fight. This was a while ago. Not that we don't fight anymore. We fight every now and then. And I always win. <laughs> Reed's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, what was I? Uh, so when we were in a fight, I, I, I called him the F word. And, and then um, I felt really bad because I turned around and my oldest daughter was there looking at me and I'm like, oh. And for a week, I asked God to for- forgive me. She was like five years old. I thought, you know, maybe she'll forget, you know, who knows, whatever. And, and, um, and I just, I felt terrible. And I'd go to pray, and I'd get like two minutes into my prayer. I'd be going, Father, I just, man, I'm so sorry. And I ask you to forgive me of, of my sin. And, and then I would try to even say what it was. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> and I would just go do dishes or something. I just couldn't pray. It was like a week. And finally, at, at the end of that time, I'm like, God, I asked you to forgive me, and I feel so bad. And, he's, and it rose up in me. Did you see anything about feeling good in 1 John 1, 9, about feeling forgiven, about feeling righteousness. And I'm like, I know that scripture by heart. No, there's nothing about feeling it. I still went to the word and I'm like, yep, nope, it's not there. Nothing about feeling, just that you'll forgive me. I have to walk by faith now. I have to believe that I'm forgiven and rise up in that righteousness and walk like he made me. And I said, God, I'm so sorry. Thank you, thank you. I've lost a week with you. And I was able to, the more I prayed, boy, the more righteous I felt, though. Feelings do follow. And, but they didn't at first. I felt, I felt really bad. And so we don't go by our feelings. But uh, let's turn to Acts chapter 1. I want to talk about staggering at the promise. In Acts, because I believe I've got something that's going to help us tonight to step into be being filled. We get filled with the Holy Spirit and then we draw back or we're not praying or for whatever the reason, right? So, in, in verse, chapter 1, verse 4, it says, And being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise 
wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard of me. You've heard, you've heard me talk about this. You've heard this from me. I've told you about the promise. For John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then six and seven, they got off subject. They're like, oh, are you gonna come back and, you know, um, and, and do some stuff? And he's like, no, no, no. And he gets them back on track on verse eight. Verse eight, he says, no, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and into the ends of the earth. So this is a promise. This was the promise of the Father. He wanted everybody to have it. And we know that he wants everybody to have it because in, when the promise came, let's go jump to um, Acts chapter two. And it says, now when the day of Pentecost had fully come and they were all in one accord in one place where Jesus told them to go, right, go and to Jerusalem, don't leave home without this. Um, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them divided tongues as a fire and uh, each fire sat on each one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I want to come back to this. But after they were filled with the Holy Spirit, everybody's questioning this. Peter gets up, he's preaching, and, and he says, uh, he says, um, I wasn't planning on sharing this part, so give me just a second. Um, he says in verse 39, for the promise... Uh, he's telling everybody to repent. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, so when you're saved, after you're saved, you can get filled with the Holy Ghost the very next moment. You don't have to, like, go do 100 good deeds. That's, that's not what, you don't work your, you don't work, it doesn't work like that. You're as saved and holy as you'll ever be. Uh, okay, so, so you shall receive the, holy, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise, verse 39, is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. As far from generation to generation. Everybody says it stopped with the disciples. No, it, where is that at? That is not, he's going, I have no idea. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> where, do they, where, where do we get this? So, but um, let's go back to Acts chapter two. And they were all filled. This is, I, I wanna talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit when you very first get filled with the Holy Spirit, and you begin to speak in tongues. Because people get confused on this. They're like, my part, God's part, whose part, what, what am I doing? And when I first gave my life to Jesus, I, I wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Every, all my friends, at this new friends uh, at this church that I was going to, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And it really bore witness with me that I needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit too. I didn't know the word like I do today. But I just kept going forward and going forward, and I never, I, I never got filled with the Holy Ghost, according to my, you know, I'm like, I never spoke. 
uh, the guy I was dating at the time, he falls over and is filled with the Holy Spirit as he's falling. I'm like, wow, this is cool. I want that. And, and so everybody was getting filled but me, and I went up like 10 times it felt like. I probably just ate. But I went up, and I did not want to fall. I did not want to fall, so I put a foot behind me. I'm like, okay, go ahead. I'm ready. And they're like, What's, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not falling. And, um, and they're like, yeah, you're not ready. I'm like, okay. But even when I did get filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues, I didn't fall. My testimony is so, see, but what we do is we hear other people's testimonies and we're blown away by them. And we think if we didn't have this rush of emotion or this rush of falling down or this rush of, you know, whatever instant uh, language, we think we're not filled with the Holy Spirit and we begin to question our experience. Not so. It's not, so, so, this is what happens on the day of Pentecost. Yes, it was a different day because the Holy Ghost was breaking through and coming to earth. So that's why all the, the stuff we see, the tongues of fire set on each one of them, fire is symbolic of acceptance of what this crazy thing was going on. They needed, they knew, they knew that back in that day. We, if we saw fire, we'd go, oh, we'd break out the hose. You know, because we don't know symbols. We don't know God speaks to us in symbols. So this fire was symbolic to them. I, my, my acceptance is on this. My blessing is on this. So I want to walk through this because this is, I had to have a, when, when I got saved and was filled with the Holy Ghost. And so we, we see they went to the upper room. Suddenly a sound came from heaven appeared to all of them, divided tongues on all of them. Here, here's where we begin. Verse four, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Now you have to know that this is super and natural. It's God's super coming together with our natural and we make this happen together. We cooperate with the Holy Spirit, okay? We, it's not separate of ourself our flesh and blood. I've heard people say, when I speak, it sounds like me. What'd you expect? That'd be creepy if it was somebody else. I, there's just all these things you hear. It's like, wow, yeah, you act like it's normal though. Oh yeah, I know, yeah, it's you. Um, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. That word began means they made an attempt with their voice, their vocal cords. Now, when I went up to get filled with the Holy Ghost, I was like, okay, secretly had my catch foot behind me. And, and then I was like, lips tight as could be. Mm. And then waited. And they're like, speak. And I'm like, no, what? It's going to happen. If it's going to happen, I, from a, from a, from a um, pure heart, and this is what everybody does, and I know it's from a pure heart. From a pure heart, I wanted this to be God. I did not want me to be cheating this. So I'm not saying anything. If this isn't all God, I'm not doing it. I didn't get, they made an attempt to speak. They made an attempt to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As the Spirit prompted them, speak. 
it's not going to make sense to us. It even says um, that this language is a, a language that we don't understand in our own minds. But when we speak, we speak to God. We speak on a higher level, spirit to spirit. When we pray in English, we're sp- God's speaking on our level. We pray in another language, God's, we're speaking on God's level. It's a higher level when we begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Um, so... So, praise God. All right. So we need to, as we pray in the Holy Spirit, I feel like there was something else I wanted to make a point. As we pray in the Holy Spirit, we need to release these anointed sounds and syllables. We don't understand them, you guys. We release these anointed sounds and syllables. We surrender this language of faith and it completely, when we pray in the Holy Ghost, it completely removes our agenda. We don't know what we're saying. It removes our agenda from what we're praying. And we trust the Holy Spirit to attach his meaning to our words. It's so cool. So I have a story that I want to read. Actually, I won't read it. I just want to share what I, I might read part of it. So there's a father. You guys might have heard this. It's so awesome. I just was, oh, this is so good. And uh, there's a father, and he had a little girl, and he was teaching her to pray. And so he would, he would take her at night, and he would, uh, they'd, she'd, he'd say a prayer, and he'd have her say after her, you know, the prayer. He was teaching her to pray. And um, so he would guide her in her prayer, praying night after night, and she would repeat her father's prayers. Eventually, the father said, after several nights, he's like, I want you to pray by yourself now. And she's like, okay. And so he tucked her into bed, said goodnight to her, and said, now you pray. And so he left, and he shut the door, and he leans, and he cups his hand to the, to the door, and he can hear her saying her ABCs, singing them actually, <laughs> A, B, C, D. And, and he's like, he kind of laughs. He's like, oh, that's, that's cute. And so the next night, does the same thing, leans into the door. She's still singing her ABCs. He's like, huh. And he's like, maybe she doesn't understand what we were talking about. And so the, the, um, the little girl, uh, let's see. So the little girl was still singing the alphabet. And he thought, I'm going to do this one more night. And if she's still singing the alphabet, I'm going to talk to her. So he goes in, because, of course, she does it another night. And so he steps in and he interrupts her. And he goes, honey. He goes, maybe you don't understand. And he was a little bit concerned. And he goes, uh, maybe you don't understand what the goal is here. He goes, you need to 
pray. It's really important. He didn't want to just let it go. He really, it was on his heart. You want to teach your children, right? And so um, he says, my dear, he whispered, um, I know you love God, and I know you really think you're being sincere, but you can't just sing your alphabet. You have to actually pray. <laughs> and she smiled and said, Daddy, I am praying. I just sing the letters to God and let him... Uh, I, uh, then I leave it to him to make the words that he wants to say. <laughs> but here's the deal. Truly, praying in tongues is just like that. It, it's giving God the sounds and leaving the meaning up to him. It's the language of surrender, the language of faith. We offer him the sounds and trust him to pray through us. So, and I love, love what he says. He says, leave it to the Lord to hide the power of a prayer language behind childlike trust. This is so powerful, you guys, when we pray in the Holy Spirit. It is so powerful. We don't know what we're praying, but we're praying the perfect prayer that the Father has for us. And children pick up on this so quickly. They get filled with the Holy Spirit, and they, and they just... they. They let go because they have that childlike faith. I trust that God's doing something with my language. I trust that I am praying. When the Bible says that, um, that uh, he says, ask me to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Now, if we believe that, then, then we step in. But if, if we have questions, then we have to stop, and we have to get our questions answered. And so, there's nothing wrong with that. And so, but we want to, we wanna, if we believe it, we're going to step in and we're going to speak with our own voice and we're going to continue to pray. And so my, my challenge, I guess, that's on my heart is that we would be a church that I believe, this is what I, this is what I sensed, is that there's a lot of people that have been filled with the Holy Ghost, but they're not praying. We're not taking the time to pray. Even if it's just 15 minutes, you guys, if you're driving down the road, let that be your time. If you're washing dishes, let that be a t your time. If you're um, mowing the yard, that used to be my time. Buzz around the yard and no one could hear me and they think I'm singing to myself. So we need to pray in the Holy Ghost Let's go back to Ephesians really quick. Ephesians 5. Uh, 6, excuse me. Well, where it says praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with perseverance and supplication for all the saints. We don't know everything we're praying, but we, that's not the scripture I was looking for, but now I'm not even gonna look for it. We need to pray in the Holy Ghost. We need to be about the Father's business. And so I guess I just wanna, I don't need anybody to raise their hand or to, to to come forward or anything like that, but I just want to be led by the Holy Spirit in what to do right now. 
because we've got some time, and I just want us to, I just want us to let this day mark where we stepped over and said, you know what, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to release those, those anointed sounds and syllables. I, I've been worried and concerned about how I sound, but no more. I'm not going to let the devil rob me, because I tell you what, you guys, we're so close to the return of Jesus. And when we get up there, let's just say that he came tonight, and we're all up in heaven, and we'd be going, oh God, just one more week, one more week, one more year, one more month, one more day, I'll pray in the Holy Ghost, I'll pray your will, I'll pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'll begin to pray like you wanted me to pray. And let this day be a marker where we say, yes, I want to pray. I want to be used by you, God. Because that's what we're doing when we, when we begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Like I said, we remove our agenda. It's so easy to, and I do, we need to pray in English too. There's, but that's not my subject. Uh, we, we need to mix that up. There are things God's like, speak to that thing now. Speak to it in English. Tell it to go. Speak, you know, whatever. Pray. Ask me of things. But that's not, that's, that's not what I'm saying tonight. What I'm saying tonight is we need to begin to yield our lips to God and to the Holy Spirit and pray that prayer let us, and stop questioning, is this God? Am I doing it right? If you asked him to fill you, you're doing it right. It's, it may sound like a little two-year-old at first when you're praying and a two-year-old points and grunts and they get what they want, you know, and that's good enough. It's like, yeah, milk, that's, I'm sure that's what you just said. And we help them along. That's what the Holy Spirit does with us. And as we pray and yield ourselves to giving time to this, let the Holy Spirit right now just minister to you. When is that time going to be? When, when are we going to do this? And let him begin to even tell you. I, I remember trying to figure out, how am I going to fit more time into pray? How am I going to fit more time into studying your word? And God began to show me how to multitask things. And how to step into an arena that I was unfamiliar with. He wants to bless us. He wants us to go from glory to glory. And those of us who have come forward and we have been filled, I, I, you can get filled at home and just say, God, fill me. And I trust you to fill me, Father God. And just release, release, make a sound. I remember when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I was like, I wanted to speak. But I, but I told my, the gal that was praying with me, I said, I feel like I want to say something, but it's going to sound like what you say. And then I began to pray. I said, And I was all like with a question mark. And she goes, yeah. She goes, that's it. She goes, what are you questioning? I said, well, I feel like that's what you say. She goes, no. She goes, I couldn't repeat what I said if I had to. They've had linguists come along, people that have been filled with the Holy Spirit, and they begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. They go, just pray. We want this linguist to figure this out. And they said, we can't break the code. They said, but it's absolutely a language. And they'll get people that just speak gibberish, and they're like, nope, that's nothing. But this over here, this is a real thing. They've had doctors hook your brain up to a scanner or whatever, and they're like, something happens when you pray in the Holy Ghost. Boy, is it good for your body. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, it, it does stuff for you. 
So I'll tell you, oh, I keep saying I have to go. Um, This whole time, like, the news and the information that we're being flooded with and all the things that are going on right now in the world, I wasn't saying the United States, but in the world, it can, I feel like a pretty stable person, but it can, there are times when I'm like, whoa, and it's too much. It's too much. I'm like, God, I gotta, I gotta bump up praying in the Holy Ghost because it seemed like it's the only thing that helped me lift it. And then I was feeling panicked and depressed. And I'm like, I can't, I can't pick that up. That's not mine. And so I just began praying in the Holy Ghost. It does something for us. It sets us, it, there's a strength. It truly does build us and strengthen us. I can't explain it but it'll, it'll rock your world. It will change you forever. Well, Linda, do you want to come forward? Hallelujah. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, go ahead and pray, and let's just be led in the next couple minutes what to do. Release those syllables, those sounds, those anointed words that the Holy Spirit will make sense of them. Devil, you're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. Yes, these guys are filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, they speak in other tongues. They speak the language of the Spirit. They speak to God on His level. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Release those sounds, those anointed syllables and sounds in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, I give this service to you. If there's anything you'd like to do before we close, Father, what would that be? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If anybody here has never been filled with the Holy Spirit and you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, come forward. We'll lay hands on you. The Bible says ask and he'll fill you with the Holy Spirit. Ask and he will fill you with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Just go ahead and raise your hand if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit and you want to be. Oh, Father, you're faithful. You're faithful. You're faithful. You're faithful to your word, Father. You're faithful to your word. Hallelujah. You're not faithful to, our, to, to what we're afraid of, Father. You're not faithful to the unspoken. You're faithful to your word. We speak your word, Father God. We speak on your level, Father God. Spirit to spirit. In Jesus' name. Sonte, sonte, sonte. God wants to take you to higher levels. God wants to take you to higher levels. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do not be afraid of this. Do not be afraid of this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 You know, you can go ahead and look up here. I see such a hunger in you guys. I have not met so many of you. Uh, our churches. Uh, had a change in his face. And I've not met a lot of you guys, but I see the hunger, I see the love in you guys. And it's, it's beautiful. And the desire for you guys to grow and to move in the things of the Spirit. I can see it in you. And God wants to take you to new levels. He wants to take you to new levels. And I, 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 Hallelujah. Yes, all of the promises are yours. His promises are yes and amen. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. This promise is yes and amen.